This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about Filipino adobo. Yes, which I have very little experience with, but sounds amazing. And I want it. I'm determined. Oh, hands on some. <laughs> it's so good. Yes, uh, this has been a uh, not infrequent listener request. Yes, so I believe that we've read um, two listener emails from Catlin or Caitlin, perhaps, and EJ, uh, who specifically wrote in about um, Filipino adobo, and I know others have. But I did want to uh, reread a section of EJ's email because I feel like if it's it's a good TLDR. <laughs> For the yeah. History section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so EGA wrote, This is the history of the Philippines embedded in one dish. Meat traditionally soaked in vinegar evolved further when the Chinese trade brought soy sauce and the Spanish colonization made more spices available. I once promised a taco lesson, literally make tacos out of an El Paso taco kit, hmm. to my Japanese students. But it was my packed lunch of Filipino chicken adobo that blew the minds of my students. It goes so well with rice, they exclaimed. They are definitely not wrong. Adobo is Filipino picnic food because it is vinegar-based, it does not spoil in our tropical climate, and travels well in a Tupperware. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have not had that much experience with it, but it is one of the many very delicious dishes that I had while uh, visiting a friend out in Oakland, California, where there is, uh, or 
traditionally has been um, a uh, relatively large Filipino population and a lot of really amazing restaurants. Um, there is also here in Atlanta just opened up possibly during the quarantine, a Filipino place called uh, Estrellita or possibly Estrellita um, uh, over in Grant Park, right across from Oakland Cemetery. Uh, so, so fellow ATL folks, look them up. They're doing amazing work. I, when I was looking up, where can I get my hands on those in Atlanta? Uh, they, they popped up. Yeah, but I'm also interested in cooking it because I did see, I looked at a bunch of recipes for this. And while some of them are complicated or maybe more complicated than what I'm used to anyway, um, a lot of them were fairly easy. So yeah. if anybody has any recipes, Ooh. send them in. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. 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 Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to try it. It sounds delicious. Um, but I guess that brings us to our question. Filipino adobo. What is it? Well, uh, Filipino adobo is a dish that can be many things, uh, but at its core, it's a stuff, usually a protein, marinated, usually, and then uh, braised or stewed in a sauce or almost like a brine of a vinegar, something salty, black pepper, probably garlic and bay leaves, maybe other seasonings, and often served with that sauce over rice. And I, I know, I know that is extremely inspecific. Um, <laughs> that's because this is a, a highly adaptable, very personal dish. It's really more like a cooking method um, than a specific type of food. Um, they say that in the Philippines, every island, every neighborhood, every household, every person has their own not just favorite, but like correct version of adobo. <laughs> I love that because that implies that you think everyone else's is incorrect. Is incorrect. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like literally everyone else's, only yours. Yeah, yeah. I, I read a lot of, I, I read from a lot of cooks and chefs that like depending on the people who they're cooking for, they will cook it differently because they know oh, that they wow. have a specific preference for it. I, I love that, though. I love the idea that you would uh, patron a restaurant enough or I, I, you know, just like have that conversation with the person, the chef, and they'll be like, okay. Okay, I got you. Yes. Brown sugar, yes. sure. But yeah, or like whatever it is that it is. Or or that, yeah, like like you might choose a restaurant or that like if you're a home cook and you're cooking for, you know, like one person versus another in your household. Right. Yeah. 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 Ugh. The uh, the star ingredient is often uh, bone-in, skin-on chicken pieces, uh, dark meat. Often, I've seen many, many, many recipes for. Uh, but you can you can like adobo pretty much anything. Pork, squid, or leafy greens are also real common. Um, but other seafood, uh, chili peppers, or other vegetables, pretty much anything, yeah, can be adoboed. Um, <laughs> pork, pork ribs, pork belly, duck, tuna, octopus, shrimp. I've seen. So many different variations. Um, other things like potatoes and onions can be added. For proteins and other things that benefit from like a good browning, um, you pan sear the, the stuff first and then cook it down in the sauce and sometimes might finish the dish by taking that protein out and either broiling or frying or grilling it before serving to provide a, a texture contrast of a crispy and tender. Yeah. Right? Oh, sounds so good. <laughs> right? Oh. 
The vinegars used are often uh, like local area specialties like a cane vinegar made from fermented sugarcane juice or molasses, coconut vinegar made from either fermented coconut tree sap or from coconut water, or palm vinegar made from the sap from the uh, nipa palm, nipa palm. I didn't look that one up and I'm going to keep moving. Um, vinegar is an important ingredient and condiment in general in Filipino cuisine. Um, and the word is sucka, which I wanted to include just because of the sheer number of I'm going to get you sucka puns that I came across while <laughs> doing the reading for this episode. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, um, and I'm unfamiliar with all of these vinegars personally, but um, but as one would imagine, they they all have slightly different levels of like acid and sweetness and other flavors. And I've read that they're vaguely similar in vibe to um, either apple cider vinegar or rice vinegar, depending on kind of what you're, which one you're dealing with or what you're going for. So um, if you are trying to cook this in a place where those things are not available to you, those could be possible substitutes. Um, the salt element may be salt uh, or soy sauce. Often it is soy sauce. You can add a sweetener from brown sugar to honey to a soft drink. I saw like Sprite and Coca-Cola adobos. Um, uh, you can add coconut milk or mashed pork liver to give it kind of a different creamy creaminess or texture. You can add other seasonings from ginger to hot peppers. And I can hear some of you screaming through time and space that that one of those things or all of those things that I just said is not adobo. <laughs> I'm merely reporting what I have read that some people do, and I want to assure you that your version is correct. Very diplomatic, Lauren. <laughs> very smooth, very wise. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you can have a lot of variation in the final result. But the dish is just an amazing comfort food. Um, bright and tangy, uh, salty, savory, and a little bit pungent. Uh, silky and tender with uh, pops of whatever other flavors and textures you choose to add in. Not to be confused with, however, a Caribbean and Central and South American adobo, which is a category of seasoning blends used to make sauces and to season and marinate meats. Um, there are a lot of variations on that too, but the basic ingredients are similar, a little bit different. Uh, garlic, oregano, turmeric, and black pepper, often mixed with a vinegar and or a tart citrus juice. Both words do come from the same source though, uh, that being Spanish colonizers who observed native peoples in these places crafting these marinated meat dishes. Um, a Spanish word for marinate is adobar. And so eventually, uh, folks took to calling both the Filipino dish and the American sauce adobo. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, well, what about the nutrition? Oh, it depends on how you cook it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, but, but yeah, in, in general, this is a pretty hearty meal. Um, it's gonna help fill you up and keep you going. Um, you know, eat a vegetable. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah, as you're going through it, I'm trying to, I feel like I should start with a simple one, like to get the clear yeah. taste. Yeah. But I do, I do love a vegetable. So I'm trying to think of what would be either like a good side with it or something I could add in. Add I think in. the first one I want to try like a really basic. Yeah, side. yeah. I I think that's probably a good a good way to start getting a handle on it. Um, uh, I I did read a lot about like um uh, kale type greens. 
getting mixed in. I do love kale. Or, or you can always steam a vegetable or, or otherwise cook a vegetable as a side dish um, to consume with your mm-hmm. just protein adobo. <laughs> yes. I've got a lot of, I feel like I'm going to choose your own adventure and I'm trying to make the right choice. Oh, that is totally what adobo is. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I oh. don't want to flip the page and it says you were in a plane accident and now you're <laughs> lost in the woods. That's the end. Um. <laughs> I, you read very different recipe books than I do. <laughs> my my cookbooks would be some weird adrenaline. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and now your cake is on fire. <laughs> your cake is made of acid and it's trying to eat you. <laughs> Even better than you become the recipe. (laughs) Ah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, as you might imagine with uh, something that is often more of a process or method of cooking than actually like a dish, traditional dish dish, um, it's hard to track down numbers. Yes. Yes. But... Uh, I will say it's sort of the unofficial official dish of the Philippines uh, and a really prominent piece of pop culture, similar in the way you might see um, people wearing sriracha shirts, like adobo shirts. Um, And there is a move to make it the official official dish, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, because right there there are over 7,000 islands in the Philippines and plenty of local takes on regional cuisines. So um, so let us let us get in to the history of how this all came to be. Yes, let us. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, like many foods we talk about, mm-hmm. Filipino adobo's origin story is a very murky one. Um, it's a meshing together of multiple cultures and histories and ingredients, like EJ said in the letter at the top. Uh, and this is one of those episodes that um, almost got overwhelming because there were so many paths, there are so many paths that could be traced back as to how each specific ingredient ended up in adobo. Lauren went through a million ingredients. A little exaggeration, but a lot but of ingredients. A number, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like... A lot. <laughs> and like many things we talk about, historians believe that Filipino adobo may have started out as a way to preserve food to make it last longer. I think that is something we talk about quite frequently. The high salinity of soy sauce or salt combined with the high acidity of vinegar creates a very unfriendly environment for bacteria. Adobo was also traditionally made in clay pots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what's going on with the salt and the vinegar is that uh, salt is is real hard on microorganisms, which generally need water to live. Many things do. Um, and salt crystals absorb water molecules, tying them up. Um, and eventually, um, those, those salt crystals will dissolve into a saltwater solution, which, thanks to osmosis, um, means that um, some of the salt molecules are going to seep into the microorganisms, where it'll disrupt the activity of their enzymes and even, like, weaken the molecular structure of their DNA, making it harder for them to uh, to thrive and reproduce and spoil your food. Um, vinegar is also difficult on many microbes because, in general, uh, living things need their environment to be within a particular range of pH level in order to survive and thrive. Um, vinegar is tasty to us, and like you can pour it on your skin with no particular ill effect. Um, but but it's basically the microbe equivalent to like a vat of acid. So <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I was just thinking to myself, as someone who yes has seen way too many horror movies, <laughs> what if I started carrying around salt and vinegar just in case, and then. I, I for some reason I thought of the image of like the alien, the xenomorph, and alien. Yeah, uh-huh. Like what would happen if I threw like a lot of vinegar and salt on there? I mean, salt. I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> did a they? Very important question. Did they try salt? <laughs> no, they never tried salt. Wow. Well, <laughs> you know that would be like the most Sam and Dean could have really yeah. <laughs> Because I have, I um, I asked for, one of my good friends was at the grocery store and she asked me, like, do you need anything from the grocery store? And I said salt. And she bought me, like, a ridiculously huge thing of salt. <laughs> it's so hard to cook with. I love her so much. I'm so thankful. But it is, like, now I feel like Sam and Dean, yes, every time I get it out. Um, so I have started thinking more in terms of that with salt. But I think that would be the most hilarious anticlimactic death 
in the alien movies. Yeah. If I was like, salt! Yeah. And then did. And it just went blurp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get in its eye or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, let's, let's back up a step. Speaking of uh, kind of that salt element, um, at first, the indigenous peoples of the Philippines relied mostly on vinegar and salt to accomplish, create this preserving of food um, and or perhaps specifically coconut vinegar and cane sugar. There's a long history of similar recipes and methods in hot tropical areas using vinegar and salt to preserve foods. When Malay settlers arrived on the islands, this was the method they used to increase the longevity of their foods. The style of cooking in the Philippines at the time leaned more towards simple preparations like boiling, steaming, or roasting, and yes, meats and other ingredients preserved in salt and vinegar. A lot of these recipes were passed on orally, so written records are really sparse if they exist at all. When the Spanish arrived, they may have destroyed these records too, renaming dishes and methods. More on that. In a second. Yes, but before then, around the 9th century CE, uh, Arabic traders began bringing spices such as black pepper to the Philippines. The soy sauce didn't come onto the scene until Chinese merchants looking to sell their products ended up settling in the area. Uh, This would have been circa the 1500s. And yes, they introduced ingredients like soy sauce. And for many, soy sauce became the go-to replacement for salt and a key ingredient in adobo. Though some people did and still do use salt over soy sauce. Mm -hmm. Um, I even read, and I would love if anybody can confirm this, that it's not uncommon to not have like salt on the table, but to have soy sauce on the table. Yeah. As like your salt ingredient. Yeah. When Spanish colonizers landed and settled in the Philippines in the 16th century, they called this cuisine tradition that they witnessed adobo. Um, Yes, the Spanish word for marinade or seasoning, like Lauren said. Franciscan missionary Pedro de San Buenaventura penned the first known European record of adobo de los naturales, or marinade of the locals, in 1613. On top of that, the Spanish also introduced new ingredients to the Philippines, like spices, that were incorporated into some varieties of adobo. The Spanish ruled the Philippines for three centuries, which impacted the cuisine in many, many ways. Some argue that adobo is distantly related to the Spanish recipe for adobado, a pork loin cured with olive oil, vinegar, and some spices over several months, but it sounds to me... And to a bunch more folks are way more knowledgeable than me. Like, the foundation of Filipino adobo was already there long, long, long before the Spanish arrived. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say so, yes. Um, but, but, but again, yeah, you, you've got this melding of, of cultural traditions and culinary mm-hmm. traditions. And so certainly um, within some, some families or, or locales, you're going to have that greater Spanish influence and, um, and a little bit more of those types of uh, flavors or methods in there. So... Right. And as these ingredients were introduced, this dish or method of preparation was customized um, to taste and availability of things all across the islands. Seafood, coconut milk, chilies for heat, potatoes, liver. Yes, all, all kinds of things. In their 1991 work, Kinilao, food writers Doreen Fernandez and El Delberto Alegre wrote, The Spanish word adobo is actually a pickling sauce rather than a dish. The Spanish dish adobado is pork marinated for weeks in adobo sauce made of vinegar, olive oil, garlic, thyme, laurel leaf, oregano, paprika, and salt. 
The Philippine dish we call adobo today is the opposite, a dish rather than a sauce, but pickled or cooked in a sauce of vinegar. Small wonders then that the Spaniard, Bueno Ventura, should see the fish or meat cooked in vinegar as adobo of the native peoples. Oh, see, these are the complications when you're trying to get to the bottom of food histories. Yeah, and um, and, and they're right. There is some speculation that um, the dish that uh, Buenaventura was talking about was not adobo, as we would call it today, but rather uh, kinilau. Right, 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 right. Um, and kinilau, yes, being a pre-Hispanic Filipino dish, perhaps pork liver cooked in vinegar, garlic, and pepper, related to, but not exactly adobo. Nowadays, kinilau usually refers to a seafood cooked in vinegar, not something that would be classified as adobo. And more like a ceviche-style thing, if yes, you're trying to picture yes. what it is, or almost like a poke, yeah. Right, and all of this is part of an ongoing argument about whether or not to change the name of Filipino adobo. Until her death in 2002, Fernandez, the food writer we just quoted, um, worked tirelessly to reclaim adobo's history as an indigenous Filipino food. Cristeta Comerford, the Filipina-American executive chef during Obama's time as president, was known for her chicken adobo, and President Obama was very vocal about his love for it. Food writer Andrew Zimmerman predicted that Filipino food would become, quote, the next big thing. In 2012 and in 2013, Filipino-American chef Sheldon Simeon made pork adobo on Top Chef. Bloomberg reported that searches for Filipino food doubled in the U.S. from 2012 to 2017. So increasing in popularity. In 2014, the first representative of Bohol introduced the Philippine National Symbols Act of 2014, proposing to make adobo the country's official dish. Aw, yeah. I mean, I have no skin in this game. Do whatever you want. (laughs) Do you have a dinosaur? (laughs) No. Don't that's about that's that. what we really care about here on our food show is whether yes. or not you have a official dinosaur. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the the hidden backbone of Savor <laughs> is a dinosaur podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, specifically, <laughs> do you have one to represent your country or state? <laughs> or other municipalities, sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. So it's 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 interesting. I don't know. Like I, I read, I read so many different things about different ways to prepare adobo and different um, different ways to to use it once you have prepared it. Like um, yeah, like taking the the meat and using it as like a pizza topping or something like that, or like in in sushi rolls or I mm-hmm. don't know. And I want and I want to eat. I just want to eat everything. <laughs> I do, too. The options are endless. We Hilariously enough, listeners, we usually record this around, like, eating time. Um, later in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, like creeping right up on Annie's dinner time, for sure. Yes. Yes. So, always by the end, I'm like, why, why didn't I prepare? Like, some smart listeners have written in so they look at our episodes and then go to the store and they listen. That's what I need to start doing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that would be so much smarter than I am. Heck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, but yes, I'm so excited to try again. Please send any any recipes our way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in the meantime, we do have some listener mail for you. We do, but first we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching! Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga! How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener. Oh, man. Comforting stretch. Yeah. I did read a lot of accounts about how Filipino adobo is like a very nostalgic comfort food. Yeah, sure. <sighs> oh, which speaking of, we've got some more listener mail about uh, regional foods. Yes. Which, as you know, we love. <laughs> Gabby wrote, E. Gaz, I told my husband that I am doing bills, and I just heard the listener mail at the end of the pistachio episode. I'm from upstate New York, north of Syracuse, and I was thrilled to hear about salt potatoes, garbage plates, and tomato pie. I grew up military, and my dad is from Syracuse. I never knew salt potatoes to be regional. We just always ate them, and so do many people up around here that I just thought that they were, quote, normal. Hmm. At one point, we shared some with a coworker from Australia. She was incredibly underwhelmed. (laughs) I, too, have tried a garbage plate while in Rochester, and it is something that is strongly associated with the nights where one drinks less than responsibly. It's a drunk Hmm. food. I don't remember hot sauce, but I do remember potato salad, mac salad, some sort of meat and grease being labeled over the whole thing. I think I also thought it needed salt, but I don't remember a whole lot more from that (laughs) night. I've never had tomato pie. Looks like yuck. But we do eat Utica greens and chicken ridgies or riggies. 
I tried to look it up, could not find it. Let me know. Um, Both from Utica, New York. The greens are probably wilted Swiss chard with garlic, cheese, and breadcrumbs. Not low fat and so delicious. (laughs) Chicken riggies? I'm going to say riggies. Chicken riggies can be found all over the internet. But the time I loved them best, they were not in a cream sauce. Just tomato and oil and lots of hot peppers. It was amazing. We also have Krogden, Krogan, bologna. <laughs> bologna throws me every time. It, it is a very strange looking word, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, a local bologna. Ridiculous amounts of maple syrup. And my husband and I have friends that eat something that sounds like it came right from Little House on the Prairie, Johnny Cakes. They're basically cornbread cooked in a round tin. Some people eat them with fresh maple syrup, and our friend also pours hot coffee on his. Hmm. I guess to each their own. Lastly, at the State Fair, the great New York State Fair, the food is famous. There is a fried dough place that always has lines miles long, and Dinosaur Barbecue, a biker place that serves barbecue. I only think it is okay. Hmm. And my mom insists that it is the tradition for Fireman Days to eat ketchup and mustard on sausage, peppers, and onions. Blah. <laughs> I'm a mustard-only kind of person. But I put mustard in my mac and cheese, and when I told my students I'm a teacher, they decided my cooking must be awful. Oh. Um, I'm sure there are 100 more things up here. We're practically in Canada, and I'm unimpressed with poutine. Uh, but these seemed relevant and fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so all of it, I want to know more. I want to try it. Yes. Oh. oh, and I forgot to mention in the last listener mail where we read some of these uh, regional specialties, um, I forgot to mention that in the South, tomato pie is something different uh, than what you both described, which sounds like a cold pizza. <laughs> I guess it could be hot, but it's often cold. It's often, or like room temperature, yeah. Yeah. But without the cheese, maybe. Right. But in the South, tomato pie is like a pie. It's a savory um, pie that you make with tomatoes. Yeah. And it, it can vary. I, in my experience, it can vary pretty widely where sometimes it has a like pie crust mm-hmm. um, on the bottom. And sometimes it uh, has like kind of a layer of cheese and um, crackers on the top and no mm-hmm. pie crust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lots of, yeah, tomatoes and sometimes squash and uh, cream cheese and sour cream. Mm-hmm. Um, different. So that's something I love, though. Like, yeah. I would say tomato pie, and you had different understandings of what that is. And much delicious confusion would ensue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, like I've read a lot of conflicting information uh, on people's opinions about that first kind of tomato pie, so. <laughs> it could be not delicious confusion. But it, yeah, it depends. It could be. We all, yeah. We're all entitled to our opinions. Um, mm-hmm. I'm being very diplomatic today. Yes. I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Megan wrote, As an Ohioan who now lives near Utica, New York, I wanted to write in to say how much I love all the recent suggestions for podcast topics. Cincinnati-style chili is so good. Skyline is my preferred brand, and I like a four-way with beans, not onion. Uh, Coney's are also great, and I feel like Coney Island restaurants would make a good topic, too, and so is Skyline Dip. 
Uh, like all good Midwestern party foods, you start with a layer of cream cheese, then add a layer of Skyline chili, and top with shredded cheddar, and serve with tortilla chips. My other regional childhood favorites are sugar cream pie and Buckeyes, of course. I also agree with the other listener that upstate New York foods would give you a ton of topics to choose from. I love getting the salt potatoes from the local barbecue place, and I've seen tomato pie in my local grocery store, but I didn't realize it was supposed to be eaten cold because I've never gone beyond vague curiosity about it to actually buy one. I've only had a garbage plate once, but it was at a conference in Rochester, so it probably wasn't the best way to try it because I wasn't a huge fan. Here are a few other popular regional foods that I'd love to hear the history of. Uh, Utica Greens. Apparently, there's an annual festival for them. Chicken rig, riggies? 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 Let us know. Let us know. And half moon cookies. This is so fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. All excellent topics. Yeah. Oh, I want to travel again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're both we're both officially vaccinated now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's a step. That's a step. It is. Hopefully soon we'll get to stuff our faces with <laughs> garbage plates and <laughs> Utica greens and chicken riggies or ridges. <laughs> oh yes. Skyline chili. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. All the I'm things. excited. <laughs> In the meantime, please keep these regional regional suggestions coming. Mm -hmm. It's so fantastic. Um, Thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 